0: What's good, super friends? It's your Tio Pepe from the main streets of Sunland Park. We've had a few people ask how they could support us, and when we're gonna set up a Patreon, we've heard all two of you and decided to set one up. Subscriptions suck. Everyone's got subscription fatigue, so we're making ours like I like my women.
1: Sweet, easy, and cheap.
0: It's only $2. That's less than a pack of cigarettes or a coffee at Starbucks. For $2, you'll get our episodes a week early, and we'll send you stickers a few times a year. In fact, our first one's already done, and it looks super tight. Eventually, we'll add more perks. Link is in the show notes, or check us out on Patreon.com slash Technically A Conversation.
2: Nothing says Christmas like a poinsettia, but how did this Mexican shrub become so pivotal for Christmas? Franciscan monks in Mexico decorated nativity scenes with this bright red and green plant. In fact, this is why Christmas colors are red and green. Get all the details on how the poinsettia went from beloved by the Aztecs to now beloved by millions across several countries. Next, on Technically a Conversation. Greetings, super friends. Welcome to another episode of Technically a Conversation. Here, we like to share an interesting topic or story with each other, which we've recently learned, and hopefully you'll find it interesting too. I'm one half of your host, Isella. Joining me as always is my co-pilot, Jose. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. How about yourself?
2: Not bad at all.
0: I don't know how to fly a plane, so you definitely don't want me as a co-pilot.
2: Our co-p- we're co-piloting... The millennium falcon and nobody knows how to fly it. So it's perfect for us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That'll work. (laughs) Just kidding. So Merry Christmas. This comes out on Christmas Day.
0: That's right. Merry Christmas, super friends.
2: Yes. Hopefully you saw some ho ho ho's this year. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: That's my hope for every year.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. What that's it's making the world go around sometimes. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. How's everything been going?
0: Good. Can't complain. Good. So far, we haven't had any system issues, so that's always great.
2: <laughs> I know. We got to knock on wood or something before the, that kicks off some kind of hijinks.
0: Yeah, since apparently we're <laughs> new at this whole podcasting thing.
2: Jesus, right? You think? By <laughs> I know, I know. It's kind of crazy. So since it's Christmas, I know you don't really put up a Christmas tree anymore, or do you?
0: No, I have the Charlie Brown Christmas tree somewhere, but I don't know where it's at. Oh, okay.
2: Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Do you decorate at all the, like your house and any other things for Christmas?
0: No, the only holiday I really go all all out for is probably Halloween.
2: Yes. Yeah, for sure.
0: What about you, Isela? Your house doesn't look as festive as I would envision it.
2: I do have a Christmas tree every year and almost always I will envision what the next year's tree is going to look like. So I always have like different color schemes. And this one, I knew I wanted to do like a black and white version. And that like, I don't know, I don't want to call it like a buffalo plaid, but it's just like a typical black and white check plaid thing that everyone's been doing. And you said you have absolutely none. No. No.
0: Does that make me a bad person?
2: No, not at all. Not one bit. I do have the tree up and then I'll always decorate like across my mirror. I have a garland hanging and then the entrance to the kitchen. I always have another little thing hanging kind of like festive for the season, but it changes. So like for Valentine's Day, I'm going to have some kind of hearts or something going on. Got to keep it interesting and keep it fun, you know? Yeah. It's
0: normally a good idea to keep things interesting.
2: Yeah. 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 We're not botanists, clearly. But
0: speak for yourself, girl.
1: (laughs) Okay, let's see.
2: There will be a test. So let's see. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. If I know, I'm just kidding. If you could think of one plant that you associate with Christmas or just this holiday season, what plant would that be?
0: What if I associate numerous plants with Christmas?
2: I want to hear them all. Let's hear it.
0: (laughs) Well, of course there's a mistletoe.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: And there's the wreath.
2: The Christmas wreath, yeah.
0: And then the pine tree.
2: Pine trees, yes.
0: And then the poinsettia.
2: Well, I guess a tree is a tree, though. What about, like, the little plant?
0: The tree started out as a plant.
2: Oh, sure, yeah.
0: The little plant.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The little shrub, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then the noche buenas, or the poinsettias.
2: Yes, noche buena. Yeah, so noche buena, everybody, is also known as a poinsettia, which, truth be told, this is actually what we're going to talk about.
0: So this is not going to be the Paula Abdul episode that you promised?
2: She's not that Christmassy, sadly.
1: (laughs) Mm.
0: (laughs) I had already prepared all my thoughts and everything that I wanted to speak about her.
2: Your Paula Abdul zingers. You just had them in the the gate ready to be released. (laughs) No, that will have to be for another day.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm done with poinsettias. So.
2: Yeah. Okay. I was just really curious. Why the heck is this the Christmas plant, right? And did some digging. This is exactly what we're going to talk about. And I just got to tell you guys, poinsettia, I didn't even know because I've never written that word before. <laughs> I didn't realize it was an IA at the end. I thought it was poinsettia because that's how I had pronounced it. And that one lady told me I was mispronouncing it, Merriam-Webster.
0: Well, I've been mispronouncing it my whole life, so.
2: No, you said nochebuena. That's totally acceptable. And that's not. Mispronounced.
0: Well, I said poinsettia.
2: Oh, you did. Yeah, oh, I, I heard don't oh, Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this. It's okay. We learned together. Look at that. So early in into the episode, <laughs> 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 we're already learning. <laughs> but yeah, today's conversation we're going to add to the ever expansive knowledge and chat about how the poinsettia became the number one Christmas plant and why is it so widely associated with pretty much Christmas in. Mexico, in the U.S., in the U.K., all these countries, Canada, it's kind of crazy. It is really odd to have a tropical plant to be representing the coldest holiday of the year, right? (laughs) It's like kind of bananas.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess I never really stopped to think about that. But yeah, that is very weird.
2: Yeah, I think we just see it and we're like, oh, yeah, that's so normal. And we don't even give it a second thought. But yeah, it's actually native to the continent of southern Mexico. And back in the 14th century, this is how far back we're going, it went by a Nahuatl name, and it was called Huetla Xochitl.
0: Mm, that's how I always grew up knowing it.
2: <laughs> that's funny. It was used to dye garments because of the bright red color, and it was believed to have medicinal qualities. So when you break open the plant, it's got this white milky substance. And that's what the Aztecs would use to reduce fevers. Isn't that wild?
0: Did it actually work? Do you know?
2: No, I, I, it didn't say. It just said it was believed to have medicinal qualities. I just think that's pretty amazing. How is it that we're like chewing things and rubbing them on our teeth? Does it whiten our teeth? Or <laughs> <you know laughs> what I mean? how, do, how do they figure these things out? It's amazing.
0: I think they might've tried smoking at first. And when that didn't work, Like, well, maybe we can drink the sap or whatever.
2: Right. They must have been like, is this peyote's cooler cousin? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) So Aztecs deeply valued these plants, as did the Aztec emperor Montezuma. You should picture something a little bit different, though, if you're thinking of what the panzeria looks like today. You know how they're like small and short and like really full? Back in the day before they were kind of jacked up with, they were really tall and lanky and not as full. There was just like, almost like stalks of corn. Hmm. Another thing I should mention, 10 to 15 feet tall is how tall they would grow in the wild.
0: Almost like a tree?
2: Yes, that's really tall. That's amazing. And now we just think of the little short, little stumpy, pretty, you know, flowers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the way that I've always known them. I didn't know that they actually grew into huge plants.
2: Yeah, they were the, I guess some botanists, Changed it up, we'll get into that. But yeah, they changed it to what it is today. I do like the way they look today, but I, I do want to see a field of wild guatlasochi, I guess, since that would be its original OG name ring. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe like sunflowers, you know how they're real big and tall? Yeah. So skipping over to the 17th century, the Franciscan monks used it in the nativity processions, mostly because a legend began to really take flight about the plant. The legend goes that Pepita left her village to visit the nativity scene that was being held at the chapel, but she could not afford a gift for baby Jesus. So naturally, on her way, she simply grabbed some weeds, and other versions of the story say that a specific angel told her to pick those weeds. Either way, story goes, she picked the weeds, she presented them to baby Jesus, And the weeds blossomed into this gorgeous, deep red flowers, which they started to be called Flores de Noche Buena, or for the English-speaking world, Flowers of the Holy Night. Bonus fun fact, this red and green flower plant, really, is why the colors of Christmas are red and green. Oh, wow. I didn't know that either.
0: And see, I always wondered if it was a coincidence. Oh.
2: Oh, you already thought about that. I did not even think about that because I've seen the poinsettias be like white and green. I never even like matched up red and green to the plant. <laughs> I'm a little slow.
0: <laughs> no, I always wondered that. I was like, I wonder if that's if the reason the poinsettia is the, I guess like the Christmas plant is because it's green and red. And those are the colors of Christmas. So
2: look at you. Check out the big brain on Jose. <laughs>
0: No, it's not that at all. It's just me having too much free time sometimes.
2: No, yeah. No, you were right <laughs> on the money. I think I've always associated Christmas with like the, um, there's like a specific red and green and black pattern that's like plaid. And I'm like, why is this really cool plaid only acceptable in like the colder, like, you know, Christmas time? And, or I guess I should say this holiday season. Because I really like that that print. I think it's so pretty. But people only bust it out during the holiday season, but now I know because it's a red and the green, it's all tied back to this plant. Pretty
0: cool. It's a conspiracy, I tell you. <laughs>
2: yeah. All done by the botanists. <laughs> <laughs> now this makes sense to me, like I said, why those plants are also around nativity scenes. It is the gift to baby Jesus. Get that. Cool. So that explains why Mexico is all about. The, uh, the poinsettia, which actually was not its name over there. So I should call it the Cuatles Sochil, which is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but how did it make its way to the U.S.? How was it smuggled in?
0: <laughs> Good question. I don't know.
2: Let's find out when we return.
0: My guess is that it's human traffickers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good guess.
0: Somebody uh, smuggled it in through their anus or something. Not a good guess. Not.
1: (laughs) Do you have trouble sleeping or suffer from insomnia or anxiety? Are you a fan of horror and scary stories? Then give scary bedtime stories a shot. I'll give you a calming background to drown out the neighbor's dog or that douchebag on the biker muscle car that's overcompensating. Every episode, I'll read some pages from a horror classic. Put the episode on repeat or make a playlist and let me be your Morpheus, your guide into the realm of dreams. My voice will never get louder than this. The music will never get louder than this. There will be no loud and obnoxious ads to awaken you from your slumber. If you want to go to sleep, if you need to go to sleep, check out Scary Bedtime Stories on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or check out scarybedtimestories.com. Flip that pillow to the cool side, relax your breathing, and come with me to dreamland while enjoying a horror classic. scarybedtimestories.com. Do you love true crime, but are looking for something different? Do you like learning about cases so off the wall they can't possibly be true? Do you love history? but want to hear about what they didn't teach you in school? Do you like laughing awkwardly about cases that are bizarre and a little strange? Then we have the podcast for you. Join me, Lindsay. And me, Madison, for Yield Crime. Where we discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear. Listen every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.
2: What's up, and we're back. We're back. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. So did you bust out your Christmas tree, your little uh, Charlie Brown Christmas tree?
0: Oh no, it'll take me days to find it. By the time I find it, Christmas will already (laughs) be over, so.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's sad. I'm going to buy you a little smaller one. Oh, you know which ones are cute, and I really want to buy one? Those nostalgic, they almost look like ceramic trees, and then they just have these little pegs that light up.
0: I don't think I've ever seen those.
2: They're all over as of like the last maybe three years, I feel like they've gotten really, really big and popular, but it's just essentially a ceramic tree, and then at the edges of like the where the branches, I guess would be, there's the little pegs, and each, each peg is a different light, like a color, like almost like a light bright peg. Do you remember the light brights?
0: I do. I always wanted one when I was a kid. <gasps> oh,
2: you never had one. Oh my God, I loved my light bright. It was so fun.
0: I always wanted that in the glowworm and Teddy Ruxpin, <gasps> and I never got none of those.
2: I wanted the last two as well. I did get a light bright, but only because my sister already had one. So if she wasn't playing with it, I could play with it. But I always wanted a glow worm and my cousin had one. And I was like super jealous. And the Teddy Ruxpin I wanted too. But
0: One of my best friends says I'd had a Teddy Ruxpin. And of course, the first thing that you think about is like, I wonder if he'll move his mouth if you put something else that's not Teddy Ruxpin. So I think he put like a a Metallica tape or something, I think, but like ride the lightning or something from Metallica.
2: <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and he does
0: not move his mouth if it's not a oh. an official Teddy Ruxpin um, cassette.
2: Oh, that sucks. Okay.
0: Yeah, we were very disappointed when we tried that out.
2: Dude, how cool would that be? Now you guys have to invent that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just before the break, we were talking about how the heck did poinsettias make it to the U.S.? Well, let's find out, shall we? Back in 1828, also known as a very long time ago, <laughs> Joel Roberts Poinsett, just Poinsett, was the first ambassador to Mexico. And on a trip late in the year, he went to Taxco, which is in Guerrero. He came across the cuetla Xochitl and was obsessed. The color, just... The vibrance of everything he loved. Mostly because he also considered himself an amateur botanist. So what he did was he took some clippings of the flower and he sent them home to Georgetown, South Carolina, just to see if maybe he could grow it in his greenhouse. Also, in a strange twist of irony, Joel was kicked out of Mexico and they said, go back to where you came from. I'm just kidding. He was kicked out of Mexico because he was trying to buy Texas, before it was Texas, for a million dollars. They were like, get the hell out of here, gringo. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. He did, in fact, get to grow the plant. And during Christmas, he started to give them away to his friends and his colleagues. Colleagues being other amateur botanists. He didn't know what to call them because he assumed what is Challenging, which it probably is <laughs> for us, right, in, in America. So he started calling it the Mexican fire plant. So when it first came over, it was called the Mexican fire plant.
0: Sounds pretty cool, actually.
2: It kind of is fire. <laughs> <laughs> it was shared amongst other botanical growers and just growers in general across the country. Skipping forward a little bit to 1836, this is when the plant was being sold and now started to go by the name Poinsettia, and they named it after Joel. So that's where Poinsettia came from. But remember, his last name is only Poinsett, but they called it Poinsettia.
0: They needed to add a little bit of pizzazz to his name.
2: Of course, Poinsettia sounds so like bland. Exactly. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but Poinsettia—that's—it's got a little bit more mustard on it.
2: It's got a little zing. Yeah, although from the two. I think I still like Mexican fire plant.
0: I like Noche Buena.
2: Oh, I think Noche is really pretty. But I also think Spanish is just beautiful.
0: <laughs> True.
2: So we can thank Joel Roberts for co-founding also the Smithsonian Institution. That's the same dude. Wow. Yeah, I guess he did a, a few things. It's very important to note, Joel was known for displacing countless indigenous Therefore, there are many who reject the name poinsettia for the plant, and they still call it by its OG name, Huetla which now knowing that, I personally agree with. Therefore, from here on out, the pod, I'm going to call it a Huetla but just know I'm referring to it as a poinsettia, right? or I'm referring to the poinsettias rather.
0: I'll refer to it as an Nochebuena, just because uh, I need to look at the name to be able to pronounce it.
2: Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, yes. Perfect. <laughs> One clever man, Paul Eck or Eki. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Sorry. Uh, I'll spell it E-C K-E. So I'm gonna try to go with Eggy. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Ecky sounds right.
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he sent free Sochi plants to the TV studios of the Tonight Show and Bob Hope specials. Of course, this is obviously back in the day. And once it was on TV. It was a trend, just like it is very much today, right? That was like the television is like the caveman TikTok, right?
0: <laughs> I think they were even uh, on the Nico Lico show too.
2: Oh, that's so cool. I didn't. I don't know if I remember that. I just remember I, I used to love that crazy clown. That was when I liked clowns.
0: What made that change?
2: After I read <laughs> Stephen King. God, he really ruined it. It was was scarring. The book. Was really scary,
0: <laughs> but it wasn't even a real clown.
2: No, I know, but it was still too close, <laughs> too close for comfort.
0: And I won't spoil it for anybody that hasn't read it or, I guess, watched the movies. I, I, I've never watched the movie, so I don't know if they stay true to the book. But it's not really a clown.
2: Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch. You haven't watched either of them? No. Oh wow, you love horror movies? That's very surprising. Okay, sorry.
0: I'm weird. I'm weird like that.
2: No, you're not weird. You're not weird at all. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, um, the reason why Paul Ecke Jr. did this was one simple reason. Money, 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 money. His family owns a huge Huatla ranch in Encinitas, California. Mm. In fact, they are the ones who made the plant smaller and more compact and fuller. That's them.
0: Those bastards. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Although can you imagine trying to get like a huge tall 15 foot plant in your house? <laughs> it's competing with the size of your Christmas tree.
0: <laughs> yeah. Plus they kind of look cute the way that they are now, like real small and compact.
2: Yes, I like them too. I agree with that. Anyway, so yeah, we can thank Paul Ecke Jr. for you know what we know them as to today.
0: Thank you for your service, Paul Ecky Jr.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Today they're the most popular Christmas plant and best-selling potted plant in the U.S. and Canada. They contribute, check this out, $250 million to the economy, this is the U.S. alone, at a retail level. Dude, even our Mexican legal plants contribute a lot to the economy. (laughs) Take that, people! (laughs) Also, I'm kind of convinced that this could possibly be the first Fully embraced Mexican immigrant, maybe besides, like, Speedy Gonzalez or Salma Hayek.
0: (laughs) Well, I think Speedy Gonzalez is a stereotype, but definitely Salma Hayek.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other Mexican actors or Mexican people that, like, people really, really love.
0: Well, Cantinflas, he was in Around the World in 80 Days. He was the main character in that movie.
2: I... It was such a great, I know, I completely agree. I just don't know if everybody knows.
0: Didn't he win like the Grammy or Oscar or whatever for that movie?
2: Uh, I know the movie did really well, but I think I'm only thinking of the the one that I saw somewhat recently when Gantin Flas had already passed.
0: No, but for Around the World in 80 Days, didn't Gantin win like the Oscar or Grammy or whatever for Best Picture? I don't know. Yeah, I want to say he did. Or at least the movie did win like for Best Picture.
2: Oh, yeah. It won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1956. Look at that. How do you remember from that far back? <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I'm going to make you older than you are. <laughs> That's pretty cool.
0: So maybe the first well-known Mexican, maybe, aside from Salma Hayek and the poinsettia. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not going to say poinsettia. Este the Nochebuena.
2: The Noche buena. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was still pretty interesting because, again... It's almost like a plant, in a Mexican in hiding, because I didn't even know it was Mexican.
0: I always knew it was Mexican. I just didn't know it went back to like Aztec days.
2: Mm, No, yeah. It is like hardcore Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So how did our beautiful Cuetla get to the UK? It's the reverse Brexit, basically. (laughs) In the 1960s, Joseph Spray saw the plant in American literature only. And started to bring it over, and they started to get popular a little bit later, around the same time David Bowie was singing, Let's dance, ba-dum, ba-dum, the 80s. That's when it started to get popular in the UK.
0: I didn't know it was popular over there.
2: It is. Yes. It's wild. We have people listening in the UK, all six of you. Now you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. This is how Mexicans are slowly going to take over the world, just so you know. First, we make you love our plants, and then it's going to be our people. Selma Hayek is already doing that slowly for us.
0: <laughs> Another one of our plants is being legalized every year in more states.
2: A lot of people love that one. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's even a, the, the real day is actually called the Poinsettia Day. But of course, I'm going to call it Cuetla Sochi Day. And it is December 12th. And the reason why it's December 12th um, it's because it's the anniversary of Joelle's Ponset's death. Seems a little bit morbid, to be honest.
0: <laughs> that's also the day of Guadalupe, so I would imagine that would have been the reason.
2: Well, being that it was the U.S. government, I don't know if they would do that.
0: Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah, like a, like the day or whatever. I don't know.
0: Well, I, I still think that that was her birthday, no? The Mary?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's when they, they kick off all the... My mare? Mm-hmm. All the stuff. other interesting tidbits are that they come in a ton of colors so other than the red they come in white pink purple orange yellow what i read was they come in over a hundred variety of colors i can't even name a (laughs) hundred colors the colored part of what we think are the flowers they're actually the leaves there's special leaves called bracts. Did you know that? I didn't know that.
0: I know that they were plant or that it wasn't a flower.
2: Oh, yeah. The actual flowers are the small tiny little beads in the center. Those little round beads. Those are the flowers.
0: That I didn't know.
2: Yeah, I am telling you, I learned so much from, from all these <laughs> uh Oh, of course links are in the show notes. I read about four different articles. It was pretty fascinating though. But yeah, that that sums up our little conversation about Cuetlasochis slash pancerias, if we have to go there, or Noche Buenas, or Mexican fire plants. Yeah. How did you how did you enjoy this?
0: I never thought that there was so much to learn about them.
2: Right. I know. I love that we're slowly taking over, you know, households at the closing of every year. Yeah. The Mexican plants. Little Mexican weed. Well, <laughs> I guess that. <laughs> so funny. the shrubbery, I should call it, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think the Mexican weed is slowly taking over states every year.
2: <laughs> it's, it is, it is.
0: I think I heard <laughs> in a podcast, um, not related to none of that, but I think they were just talking about it. And I want to say they they said it was 26 states now have legalized it. Really? Yeah.
2: That's a lot of states. How come I only thought we were like at six states maybe at the most?
0: No, like half of the U.S. has already, has already legalized it. Or actually legalized is not the word, they've decriminalized it.
2: Uh, oh my goodness, that's really what. I know that. Is it Oregon is usually one of the first ones that's really, really progressive. And they even did what? Like recreational, what is it? Recreational mushrooms? I think it's also decriminalized, which sounds a little crazy. I don't know. I don't know who makes it or grows it. I, it seems dicey. I don't know if I want to do that.
0: It's the 90s, baby. Everything goes.
2: <laughs> 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 I, think, I don't know. I, I hear about how long those trips last, and I'm like, no, thank you. I got shit to do. Like,
0: no,
2: thanks. (laughs) Uh -uh. Pass, pass. Uh Uh-uh. That sounds like puff, puff, pass. But no, (laughs) pass, pass. Anyway.
0: There was one fun fact that you didn't mention.
2: Oh, do tell.
0: And this I found out back when I used to work from work. From work. (laughs) Yeah, because they had some poinsettias, and um, like they pretty much had told the people, A, whoever wants them feel free to take them home or whatever. So a lot of people kept them at their desk. And after a few weeks, maybe all of them turned green. So apparently you're supposed to put them in the shade. Like if they don't get darkness, they won't turn red. So that's what everybody started doing. Like you would see like right at five o'clock when everybody was going to get out, they would raise their desks and put the at us underneath the desk. So that, that way they would have some darkness in the day they would come back, take them out. And um, yeah, eventually they started turning red again.
2: Yes. That's very cool. That is in some of the articles, how important both day and night is for them. I did think that was interesting, but that was more on the side of like how to care for poinsettias. And I thought, I don't think any, I don't, like, I think I have three plants and that's because the Genster gave some to me and they are flourishing. But that's the the only reason why I have any flowers or plants in my house. I know you don't have any
0: I do not, know.
2: I would really like to know, of our super friends, please let us know if you are any plant growers, owners, anything like that. Because I left that out. I thought, I don't really think that's who our demographic is. So I'm going to skip that. Mm, You never know. Yeah. I would really like to know, what is it that you guys are growing? If you are, that would be really cool. I would like to get a garden growing. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I can barely take care of myself, let alone a plant.
2: (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Well, congratulations, lovelies. You've done it again, folks. You have learned along with us how a beautiful Mexican plant was plucked and has been spreading cheer for hundreds of years.
0: That almost rhymed.
2: It it did. (laughs) I got bars. (laughs) We hope that you've been entertained by our chat and invite you to join us again next week. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review, tell a friend, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Follow us on all the socials at greetings, T-A-C. Email us at greetings, yes, T-A-C, G-A-L. at gmail.com. <laughs> or leave us a, a voicemail mail. Mail. at 915 <laughs> 317 If you have a story to share with us about your shrubs. I was going to say weeds. <laughs> <laughs> shrubs that's all weird <laughs> oh is that your
0: yeah How it's my doorbell door? <laughs> fuck I have no idea what it is I think it's just people trying to sell me stuff uh, eventually they'll go away
2: you don't, <laughs> you don't want to go get? Are we on humbug
0: no that's what I want to talk to strangers for okay they're probably <laughs> they're probably know. trying to sell like solar panels that's usually most of the visitors I get it's people trying to sell me solar panels
2: you're like, dude. Look, I already have some.
0: <laughs> I tell them, I'm like, you know, it's. I'm not lying to you. You can go check my roof.
2: Yeah. Oh sure. Oh, they're very persistent. Yeah, let me go oh, see what the fuck they door. want. Okay. <laughs> Hello, how's it going, brother? Good. My name is Dominic, and this is my buddy Saul. Saul. Nice and what we're you. doing is we're helping out the community and the homeowners. Are you a homeowner, by any
1: chance?
0: Yes. And so, I, I already have solar panels. Is that what you're here for? Yes,
1: sir. How? Yeah. How? How is it going for you? Good. Are you, are you, uh, uh is it I'm not, answer? I'm not interested. I no. it's not to you guys. It's through, uh, okay. And are you getting two bills? Like, are you getting, uh, uh I'm not interested guys. Okay.
0: Uh, For sure, uh, s- you s- Save your time. Sorry. Yep. It's solar panel people. No, I told you those oh, are the only people God, that ever that so visit cr- cr- me. <laughs> it's fucking people trying that's to sell so me cr- solar panels.
2: And I guess they, ha- they can't see that you have solar panels. It's not like out there.
0: Mm, I mean, it's on my roof. All you have to do is just look on there. I guess they're just too lazy to do so.
2: Oh, yeah. That's funny. Wow. That's funny. You called it.
0: Yeah. We can save that for the outro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's so
2: funny. <laughs> it's so rare that you actually have a, um, like, I don't know, you don't have a dog like bothering you or anything. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what was that? I know like, it's on his phone. <laughs> anyway.